Evolutionary.org presents Evolutionary Hardcore Podcast with your co-hosts, Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the most hardcore and underground info in the industry. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6... Evolutionary.org Hardcore 2.0, episode number three. Steve here and the mobster joining me. What's up, buddy? How you doing? All good in the hood. We are talking about Europharmacy and recomping cycles today. Yes, we are. So Europharmacies, um, I'm sure you've heard of them. They are one of the most popular brands of anabolic steroids in the world. They've got great injectables yeah. and great orals. Um, so today we're going to be uh, talking about some of the steroids that you can use uh, to recomp. Now, first off, you know, uh, Mobster, why don't you talk about what recomping is? When someone says summer recomp, that word recomp, recomposition, but we call it recomping and bodybuilding. Why don't you explain what that means, summer recomp? Because a lot of people don't understand what a recomp even is. Right, guys. So, I mean... In my opinion, Steve, it's kind of one of those things that sometimes works for some guys and you need to be on point 100%. For the most part, and this is typically the way that I would work, you look at cutting, which is obviously losing body fat to show the muscles underneath, or bulking, which in reality means you don't worry about your body fat levels, but you're building up the muscle and your strength, typically in the off-season, to gain size and you know, then you do a cut to reveal all the uh, results of all that hard work in the off-season. Now, recomp is kind of somewhere between the two. And when we say recomposition, uh, guys, what's the classic thing that you're told when you build muscle? One day when you stop training, all that muscle will turn to fat. Biologically, physiologically, chemically, impossible. It doesn't. The body doesn't work like that. So recomposition, sometimes the guys will see it a little bit like, oh, I'm, I'm going to... Do both those things at once. I'm going to lose fat. In other words, you're going to reveal the muscles. And at the same time, I'm going to add muscle. Now, it can be difficult. It's not necessarily something that's suited for everybody's kind of training. And if you can do a cutter early enough to, to look good on the day, then that's probably the way to go. But some of you guys are only in the low percentage body fat, Steve, 8 9 10%. You can add a couple of pounds of muscle, and you can lose a few pounds of body fat at the same time. Now, don't think you're going to be doing like 10 pounds of body fat drop to 20 pounds of muscle gains. Forget that, guys. Again, the off-season is what you're looking at, really, to put on that muscle, the cold mumps in there, doing the heavy lifts, etc. And in the summertime, when it's nature allows for it to be easier, you do that cut. But recomposition is, is, is if you are already in good condition, but you're not ripped and you've got enough muscle going on already, you can do a little bit of both, Steve. Honestly, like I said, with the numbers, and I think you probably agree, we're not talking crazy numbers here, guys. I, I, I would say, for example, you can get on the scale, Steve, and look exactly the same on the scale, but the mirror shows the results of the recomposition. You could go on at 140 pounds if you're a small guy and be slightly fat and then get on at the end of the cycle, still at 140 pounds, but the muscles are popping because you've gained a bit of muscle and the fat has gone. 
So all that hard work has popped out. That's kind of what it is, guys. There is no sort of magic thing. If you're out of shape, properly out of shape, forget it. If you are seriously ripped, it's going to be real, real difficult. You need to be in kind of good shape to begin with, and then you can tweak, and this is what recomposition cycle comes to. What do you think, Steve? Is that about right? Yep. It's Look, It's recomping is one of the hardest things you can do in bodybuilding, and a lot of people may realize that, you know, if they try to do it. But when you use anabolic steroids and you use them the correct way, it's going yes. to give you the ability to actually do it. Um, recomping naturally is really hard. You would have Very. to basically <clears> – <throat> the easiest way to recomp if you're naturally bodybuilding is – if you basically fell off the wagon for a couple months, you stopped working out, you started eating a lot of crappy food, and then you switched, you went to back to eating clean and you start working out again. And in that situation, it's a lot easier to recomp. But if you're already yep. at your plateau and you are already a serious guy and you're a gym rat and you're busting your ass in the gym consistently, to be able to recomp when you're already, you look pretty damn good. That's where the challenge is. So that's what this podcast is all about. So those of you who really want to take things to the next level for your summer recomp and you want to look good, this is this is where you want to go. Now, you know, in my view, maybe I'm biased because I live in a warmer climate, Mobster does not. I think you should look good year round. So I don't care yeah. if it's summer, fall, winter, spring. You know, you should you should be able to walk around with a tank top or no shirt and still look good. So recomping over the summer, everyone wants to do it. But my view is you should want to be looking good year round, no matter what. And I know mobster, you know, you live in a cold climate. So you guys wear a lot of, you know, sweaters and stuff most of the year, you know, but you know, I re I'm a really big believer in that. So even if you're listening to this during the fall, during the winter, you could still apply the stuff that we're going to talk about in this podcast so mobster yeah touch on that a little bit and we'll start getting into the first compound there's even an argument steve and kind of agree with you in, in a way because if you live in a warmer climate there's no real need to add a lot of body fat and your winter is still going to be kind of mild so i'm talking about what i say working with nature right so if you do come from a, a cooler climate if for example you live in scandinavia norway denmark finland any of those kind of countries, the Northern Hemisphere and getting up towards the Arctic Circle, it's kind of common sense nature and genetics to be holding a certain percentage of body fat. But they will have a summer. Even, even Siberia gets a summer, Steve. You can have minus 40. I think there's some town out there that's like minus 55. And yet in the summertime, they get up to 40 degrees, which is like 100, 100 degrees Fahrenheit, which is kind of crazy. So even those guys get a summertime. Now, where you live, and on, 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 on the, uh, let me think, the West Coast, you're kind of warm all the time. So even your cooler months are like ours, but your summer months, and in America, especially right now, has just been absolutely crazy with 110, 115 degrees all the time. So, guys, it's about nature. It seems quite, quite right. If you live in a warm environment, nature is going to kind of accommodate you to be relatively lean, even in what I would call the off-season. Recomping in that section of the country in that kind of environment would probably be that much easier. Honestly, I wouldn't want to be fat and seriously out of shape in those areas of the world because you're just going to be sweating all the time and it's going to be real hard work. And that's without getting into the health and all the rest of the common sense stuff when it comes to uh, being in shape and not being obese and not having too much body fat. 
mean, as another obvious thing, guys, where recon would be relatively easy, as, as has been pointed out by many professionals, why make it that much harder for yourself if you're carrying 40 pounds of body fat? You've just got to lose that come a competition. Bulking's great. Your leverages are great. You're feeling super strong in the gym, but you're fat. So you, instead of being 40 pounds overweight, be 5, 10, 15 pounds overweight. And when from that area, from that sort of percentage, recomping is a lot easier to do. Like I said, we're not talking about massive gains and massive losses here, guys. I would see maybe, like I said earlier on, an eight pound change. And that's from, from body fat loss and from muscle being gained. And the scale could look exactly the same, but you will start the pop. You will get people that wasn't looking at you properly yesterday, checking you out today, especially on the beach. And as Steve says, especially when your shirt's off, that's, that's, that's going to be the perfect situation. Guys, if you're 20 pounds overweight, if you're 30 pounds overweight, forget it. Do a diet, do a cut. But if you're five pounds, 10 pounds, like that. And the other thing that Steve mentioned earlier on, I will agree with you again, Steve, 100%. If you took your foot off your gas for six, seven, eight weeks, gaining back the muscle that you lost in that time, losing the extra, I mean, it, it won't be a huge amount if you haven't not gone absolutely crazy. You've just had a couple of binges. You've had a couple of parties. It, it doesn't have to be mental. It doesn't have to be crazy amounts. Losing the fat and regaining the muscle that lost is a lot easier. And that's kind of recomposition again, Steve. I think sometimes it's gaining back the muscle that's been lost as much as it is adding additional new muscle. Yeah, back to you. Yeah, and then the reason for that is body memory. You know, our bodies always remember. That's a good thing. So yeah. let's say you took time off. You know, a lot of people took time off during COVID. A lot of the gyms were closed and stuff. So coming Huge. back, you will gain everything back. It, it's going to happen. Uh, because of body memory. That's why you see pro athletes blow out their knees and come back. So right off the bat, guys, the first compound we're going to talk about is Prima Bowen. And Euro Pharmacy's Prima Bowen has two different options for you. Yeah. They've got a Prima Bowen acetate. And that Prima Bowen acetate is going to be 50 milligrams per milliliter in a 10 milliliter vial. The yeah. Next option is the most common and the most used. I would say 90%, 95% of the time. And that's the Prima yeah. Bolin Depot, which is an enanthate ester. And that's going to be 100 milligrams per milliliter. So the difference between the two, you got the acetate ester is a shorter ester. You're going to need to inject it more often. Now that may work because it's 50 milligrams per milliliter. So you can inject one or two cc's on a daily basis. So you inject... If you're injecting two cc's a day of it, that's a lot of gear to inject. Yeah. But that's going to be 700 milligrams for the entire week. If you inject one cc, it's going to be half of that, 350 milligrams for the entire week. But if you switch and use the enanthate version, it's a longer ester. It's going to take longer to peak and build up in your system. And you would basically, if you wanted to do that way like arnold supposedly from from those days a lot of people who you know used to train with arnold and do steroids with arnold and all this stuff and yeah. in that era what they would do with the primo bowling the air primo bowling came in 100 milligram a milliliter and they would just inject one cc a day and that would be 700 milligrams a week that was primarily their cycle and it worked for them that was the most one of the most used steroids of the seventies during the golden era. And they love their Prima Bowen. And the reason they love the Prima Bowen 
<clears throat> and this is key here. This is why we were using it in a recomp. Is primobolin will not aromatize into estrogen because it is a DHT derivative, but it's a mild DHT derivative. So you're not going to get side effects, very many side effects of primobolin, but and you're not going to get any water retention. So this is why a lot of people like using primobolin in a recomp because you can use it and you're able to eat in a caloric deficit and not get those carb cravings and not get that jittery feeling because you always need to basically feed your body with protein and carbs. You can eat less on primobolin and you're not going to get those side effects. It's not going to screw your sleep. It's not going to screw your heart. It's not going to screw your organs as much as other steroids. It will a little bit. It's still a very powerful hormone, but it's not going to do it a lot. So this is why a lot of people like Primobolin. So your pharmacy sells a really good Primobolin mobster. Yeah. And I also yeah. want you to talk about Primobolin being faked because you've been around the block a long time. And yes. I'm sure you have used fake Primobolin. I know I have. I've spent $1,200 on a Primo Bowling oh, cycle. Yeah. And halfway through, I knew yeah. this shit is fake. So yeah. I got screwed. A lot of people, all, a lot of situations, not only can it be fake entirely, but they basically will use DECA in the Primo because DECA is way cheaper to produce. So Primo Bowling is not a cheap steroid. So a lot of them will use. So talk a little bit of that about Mobster and talk about uh, Primo Bowling a little bit. I was just thinking, Steve, a couple of things. And I actually, funny enough, even before you suggested it, I actually made a note here saying legit Primo. It's kind of important, guys, because there's a few drugs out there, and Primo is one of them, that can and often is fake, as Steve said. So with Europharmacies, we know what we get in their trusted source. Their reputation is everything. Uh, the customer services is on spot. You want this kind of situation working with a professional company that's going to sell you the real deal. Any problems, guys? Uh, testing, etc. You want to talk about that? You contact them on the customer services. They'll back you up and they'll let you know what's going on. So here's the thing, Steve. What I was also thinking, right, is that what we talked about working for Arnold back in the 70s, uh, late 70s, early 80s, still works. The difference, and I know that Steve's covered this in other podcasts that I've listened to and ones that we've done together, is he says the, the, the some of the differences from that time which you've addressed, Steve, is, for example, the lack of AIs. There was no real what we would call aerobatized inhibitors. There was no things that you could do in a proper, what we would call a proper PCT now, or the perfect PCT, I've heard a sticky on the forum. Uh, you know, you were limited to maybe Novadex, and even then that was probably towards the end of Arnold's time. So historically, what worked for those guys will work now, but we changed the cycles, we changed some of the, for want of a better phrase, the formulations and, and what we suggest because other items are available now that wasn't available then. And that includes, as I just said, the aromatized inhibitors. So, you know, Steve, as you as you well know, the dosing, I just watched uh, something, uh, I think I've watched a few minutes this morning of a Tom Platz interview that's been done uh, regarding, I think, broken down into episodes. I won't name the uh, person's channel. But he talked about the dosages that he's using, and they were tiny. So, you know, the doses the guys were using back then were very, very small. But then Arnold, for example, at his best, was 225. 
he would need to be at least 250 on stage now. So cha changes in physiques, changing of what works on stage, and that would explain the difference between the cycle amounts. And again, like I said already, whether he's using aromatized inhibitors, what would Arnold look like if he had access to modern day cycles and peptides and so on and so forth at his best, Steve? So yeah, that's historically stuff. I would say even in Arnold's time, you might have had fakes. A lot of the guys would go and see a doctor in Venice Beach, you're getting the real deal pharmaceutical. But stuff was coming in from over uh, overseas and overseas places didn't do the same dosages. So even if you had legit Primo, it might not be dosed the same. It might Some countries would give very small amounts of steroids to children and that would be in the odds of one or two milligrams. Uh, for certain products, especially some of the orals, when you really want your fives and tens, unless just for Debo, for example. So, yeah, the guys would have... I mean, here's a problem again, Steve, even then. If you could, you could access pharmaceutical product very easily, but what if your source could only get the fives when you wanted ten? What if your source could only get the ones and twos? Now you've got to take this stuff till it's coming out of your ears. So it's it's a lot easier with companies like Europharmaceutical around dosing most of their products at exactly the same amount that most of you users are going to use and this includes as steve just said the primo it's it's in the dosage areas of the typical user and that's an advantage i would say back in the day steve that wasn't the case so this might also explain why they were doing daily injections different amounts you and i both know that stuff's come out in the past that was 50, 25 50 and then 100, and so on and so forth. So that's just historical changes, guys. UGLs, Europharmacy, et cetera, now produce it at the amount that you're going to use for performance enhancement, or in this case, for a recomp. It's in the amounts that you would use typically, and it's much easier to run a cycle now compared to getting, say, a pharmaceutical version of a drug back in the 70s and 80s. That would be very, very low dose because for clinical reasons, it doesn't need to be 50. It doesn't need to be 100 milligrams. Back to you, Steve. <clears throat> so, look, at the end of the day, when you're stacking primobolin, uh, good dosage, 400, 500, 600 milligrams a week. That's going to be a male dosage. That's going to be what you want to use in a recomp. And it's going to it's gonna help you. It's going to help you recomp. Now, some guys go even higher. I've seen some guys go to 800, 1,000. I don't think it's necessary. Nah. Look, I'm all about saving people money here. So and not for a recomp, yeah. Steve. Not for a recomp. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. I thought in a different way. Yeah. I, if you was running a different kind of cycle for different reasons, I can see six, seven, eight hundred. But for recomposition, you shouldn't be so out of shape that you require incredibly high dosages just to lose a few pounds of fat and just to regain some lost muscle, maybe get two, three pounds new muscle. You shouldn't need a thousand milligrams. Like, like Steve says, why why run more than you need and spend more than you need on what can be for a lot of people, especially if you use other sources, an expensive drug. Don't, don't do it, guys. So the next one we're going to talk about, and this is one that one of the most popular oral steroids out there. And this is Anavar, Oxandrolone. Europharmacy sells it as Oxandrolex, and they sell it two ways, Lobster. They've got a 10 milli milligram per tab. It comes in a 100 pack, and they've got the 25 milligram tabs, yeah. which come in 50. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, 
you're making a decision on which one makes the most sense for you to take. Now, if you're a man, obviously, you're going to run 50 milligrams a day of Anovar. And you get the 10 milligram one, you're going to have to run five of those a day. That's that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot to yeah. a lot of tabs. So if you just get the 25 milligram, you just take two a day. So it'll be a hell of a lot easier. But talk about that a little bit. I think 100% what you said is true, Steve. I would actually say, and this is this is no knock on the, the, the options of having either one. I would literally say 10 milligrams is a woman's choice. Uh, for example, Steve, when we talk about women, and it's not for a competition here, guys, just women using steroids full stop, uh, I would probably get them to use uh, half of a 10 milligram pill. And then, and if they do go as high as 10 or even perhaps as high as 20, you can split the pills up. Whereas a guy, my preference, and I would agree 1,001% with Steve, has always been for around 50 milligrams a day, which has worked perfectly for me. And that's, that. that you know, Steve said, you could... The, EP could even make a 50 milligram and I know that it would sell. But again, you know, situation here, my choice would be 225 milligram pills a day. Spot on, no mucking around, no, not, no need to be able to run it complicated. I know, again, out of cycle, not necessarily for verbal competition. And remember, guys, the sweet spot, sweetness here isn't just in each individual steroid, it's the combination of steroids. That's why we're talking about these three drugs together, recomposition. So you could run higher amounts of Anivar up to 100 milligrams a day, for example, but that would be a different kind of cycle working with Primo and Navar and the test that we're going to talk about momentarily. Those three things together, it's, a, it's, it's, it's the synergistic part of it, Steve, the three things working together in combination with your training and diet. So really, 225s a day, perfect. And again, even for me, in a strength cycle, 50 milligrams a day, one pill when I've had it from different sources or two 25 milligram pills from your pharmacies would be on point. Absolutely no need for me to change that. And I think that's just about as, as good as it's going to get. So I agree a thousand one percent, Steve, you're right on the money. Now why Anavar and the Recom? So Anavar, similar to Primabolin, it's also got DHT, you know, it's a DHT derivative, right? So it's not going to aromatize into estrogen. It's not going to give you water retention. It's not going to put on, you know, sloppy weight. And Anovar, structurally, the way it's structured, it, it's actually been shown to burn fat directly and indirectly. So that's pretty interesting. So this is why a lot of people like using Anovar. And Anovar, yeah. you can run it and you can actually, it's going to help you burn fat. And it's going to help you also build strength and muscle at the same time. So, you know, if when it comes to recomp, how could you not, Mobster? include Anovar in any yeah. recomp cycle. It is the absolute best thing you can do. You know, and the side effects with Anovar are not very high. It is liver toxic. It is a 17-alpha elevated. So yeah. you want to run, you know, liver support with it. And you want to be aware that you can't run it for a long period of time because it is very tough on the liver. But it's not as tough on the liver as some of the other oral steroids that are out there. So it's not that bad. It's a very mild compound. So if you get Anovar and you're running Anovar and you notice you're getting bloated, you're gaining weight rapidly, stuff like that, then it's probably not Anovar. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting fake Anovar. So just like the Primabolin, yeah. you know, it seems like these types of steroids that are 
number one, really, really expensive. And number two, that are really, really good for recomp. They're faked a lot because these yeah. steroids, it's just people are so mean and greedy out there that they oh, would crazy. actually, they want to sell people, sell people. Yeah. d They'll sell d as Anovar as if you can't tell the difference and it's it's like night and day you're agreed steve to the amount yeah. of work required to manufacture when you've already got the raw powders and you're making the pills the amount of work is exactly the same the cost of the raws that's where the money comes in and that's that's why it's pure greed it's not even laziness because you still got to make a pill you still got to mix a batch you still got to produce the product so it's just greed they, their margins are big enough they want a bigger margin i'm going to jump back in here for a second steve i i've used as i mentioned this earlier on I've used Anavar for strength. And one of the things I said when I used it before was two things, funny enough. One is that I never looked to gain loads and loads of weight when I was on Anavar. I would typically, I'm trying to think back in the day, I was somewhere between 280, 290 pounds when I was hitting uh, my big numbers. And we're saying around 2010. And if I used Anavar, I would add five pounds. But my strength for GUPS is a great strength drug. I was using 50 milligrams a day, like I said before. But I would know that I would gain five pounds because I wasn't looking to add size at that time. I wouldn't amend my uh, nutrition or my training afterwards. I would ease back off the gas as far as training was concerned. And my nutrition would go back to what it was before. So I would lose the five pounds. But guys, your recomposition, that's different. The only other thing I would say, which is more of a negative, you know that you've got legit VAR because you can still have bad, bad pumps on VAR. So again, that's probably even at 50 milligrams a day, I haven't had seriously, seriously bad pumps. You can also get those on D-Bowl, Steve, as you said earlier on. So it can be confusing, but with D-Bowl, I would know. I would know, Steve, if I was, if, if my VAR was D-Bowl, I would add 10 pounds. And as you know, that would be a bit of water and a bit of muscle. Whereas with VAR, I would add five pounds and it was mostly muscle. So the pumps between the two, they're very, very close, but I'll actually say VAR pumps are worse. So I would know that I was on VAR because I would get, honestly, Steve, it became difficult to walk into town. I told this story before and back pumps. I think I was demonstrating to one of the fellows that was training at a gym. I had to do a nice little kettlebell workout for conditioning. and I had reasonable conditioning, but the back pumps were horrendous on, on Anavar. So again, that's another clue, guys. We can talk about Taurine and Into Gardens products like that in terms of um, uh, helping with the pumps and you might require that especially guys because I'd expect you to when we talk about recomposition I'd expect you to be putting the work in so you should be pounding on the cardio pounding in the gym and therefore you might have issues with the pumps again so yeah there's there's more information for you guys and that's just from personal experience back to you Steve so the next compound we're going to talk about here testosterone and you know I have to add an asterisk to testosterone because some of you out there you're not going to react well to testosterone when it comes to recomping. A lot of you out there, you're going to run testosterone, you're going to run a moderate amount, which is 500 milligrams, and you're just going to add a bunch of water weight, you're going to add a bunch of strength, you're going to, there's a lot of androgens that go into it. So it's, it's not a great recomper for some of you, but some people can run testosterone and they'll run an anti-estrogen with it specifically an aromatized inhibitor such as aromacin or arimidex, and they'll yeah. actually, it will aid them when it comes to recomping. But for some of you, it's going to be really hard to recomp with the testosterone because it increases hunger so rapidly. So me personally, I'm not 
a good reactor to testosterone when it comes to recomping because of the effects it has on my hunger, it defects it has on my on water retention. So for me, I personally wouldn't include testosterone or recomp. So you have to figure out if it works for you. Now, some guys react really well to testosterone. So your pharmacies, they have a lot of testosterone. A lot. So many options, yeah. Guys, so I don't know if you, you want to if you want to touch on a couple. I'll, I'll touch on a couple right off the bat. They've got test four hundred. They've got test five hundred, and what that is is the test four hundred is four hundred milligram per milliliter. So one cc of it is four hundred milligrams of of, yeah. of testosterone. That is a lot. Test five hundred is five hundred milligrams. So that is a lot. So you can just inject one cc a week, and you're good if you want to run five hundred milligrams a week. So what are some of the other ones they got, Mops, or, um, on their website? Oh, so I'm not looking at uh, testosterone blends, test SIP, test 500, as you just said, test 400, uh, test enanthate. Funny enough, I've never got anything out of enanthate. I can't even pronounce in this one, but guys, some of you might be able to, which is test isocropionate, Steve, and, and test propionate. Uh, with, uh, guys, what I was, my, here's a suggestion. If you've run gear before, think about what you use before on what work for you. That, that's my, my my first piece of advice, Steve. So <clears> therefore, <throat> you go, I use this kind of test. I did really well on it. Then that's probably going to be the test that you want again. And then again, it's going to come down to time scale, which I want to get into momentarily in regards to uh, recomping. Recomping for me would not be a long cycle. So I don't want a longer ester, Steve. I want a relative short to medium kind of ester. And I mentioned this in another podcast that we've done when we talk about, because some of what we're talking about here, Steve, is like a bodybuilder getting in shape for a competition. Because of he losing fat, gaining muscle, looking fucking amazing. Right, guys? And what I've said before multiple times is that the shorter esters, which require more pinning, is more likely to be used by competing bodybuilders. So the same situation applies here. For me, a recomposition should be a relatively short cycle, Steve, eight to 12 weeks. So I'm looking for medium, short to medium length esters mm -hmm. rather than longer esters. So and in that case, yeah. in that case, you would want to go with the isocapriate, the phenylpropionate, the propionate. You wouldn't want to go with the undecanate because undecanate has a really long half-life. And the sipinate and the enanthate are about 10 to 12 day half-life. So yes. So you want to go with more shorter essays? Yeah, maybe at the foot. Steve, you could probably split this into two. And again, we keep it kind of simple for you guys. But as an example, you could go with, with something that's got a longer half-life at the beginning and then change halfway through as your condition starts to improve as the recomposition magic starts to happen. So, I mean, that's just, that's just again, it's all common sense here, guys. If you've got a lot of time, then you don't need to necessarily do re recomposition. If you've got 20 weeks... You can do a straightforward, no mucking around, finish your bulk, finish adding muscle, and just do a straightforward cut. But if you've got a shorter period of time, if the holidays are coming and you finally found out, for example, that you're going to get away and you know it's going to be eight weeks, then a recomposition uh, type cycle like we're talking about is perfect. And then you make the choices. This is the reason why if it's a guru or Steve's working with a client or we're talking about on the forum when we see the time scale, this is the reason why we advise longer esters, short esters, medium left esters, and so on. And the, the great advantage of Europharmacy is you have those choices. But again, for me, let's call it eight weeks. I would go for, as Steve said, the, the short to medium esters. It wouldn't be test sip as an obvious example. 
And again, this is just advice. If you've used a testosterone in the past and you've got, got great results on it and it's been short to medium, then use it. So for example, Steve, I've used testosterone in Amphate, which they do in a lovely 250 milligrams per mil for 10 mil vial. Never got anything out of it. Not, not, not a thing. I wasn't trying to cut, but, but my buddies and I were training for strength and for whatever reason, they would rave on it. They thought it was the best thing ever. And for them, it's almost the base of the cycle. I never seem to feel anything with it. I never noticed any great changes and so on. So for me, that would be a no. Now, CPNA, I know, again, especially with TRT, but it's too long, really, for uh, a recomp. I know tons of guys of my age and older that use CPNA, and, of course, it's one of the core drugs for TRT. So those guys that are still in the gym at 60 or more, sometimes 70, I know people that are that age and more training in the gym, Steve, that are on CPNA, it's an amazing drug. So, guys, it's sometimes it's not rocket science sometimes. Sometimes it's a case of what did I use before that I got great results from? Is that okay to go in this cycle? Do I just need to change the amount? And that's it. That's It's really not overly complicated. VAR, Primo, we know where we are. With the testosterone, the issue is such as, and it's not a bad thing, guys. It's just that you've got a lot of choices. And Europharmacy give you a lot of choices. So then it comes down to the right choice for the time scale for the situation, and especially if you've had previous good experience with using that. And then it comes down to no, no more, no less than doses, Steve. Would you, for example, and you said as, as a typical dose of testosterone, which I would agree with again, was 500 milligrams, would you adjust that, for example, in, in a, a, a recomp cycle like this? Look, at the end of the day, you have to experiment with these steroids yourself to see what works for you. So. Me personally, I would tell my client, stick to 100, 150 milligrams a week of testosterone. That's it for a recon. Now, yes. if you want to play around and you want to run more, run more by, on a different cycle and see how you react. Don't ruin your recon by running 500 milligrams of testosterone and then gaining 12 pounds, which is mostly water, and then coming back to me and be like, oh, Steve, I ran this recon. I'm up. 12 pounds, 15 pounds, but I look watery. I don't like the way I look. You can't even see my abs because of all the water retention. So I'm going to tell you, I'm like, look, I told you to, if you're not going to experiment and see how you react to these compounds, you need to run just 100, 150 milligrams. This way you won't need an AI with it. And you don't have to worry about the water retention. The water retention is going to kill your recall right off the bat. This is why we're recommending Primabolin and Anavar. Yes. Right, yes. because they don't have water retention. That's the whole freaking point. So yes. don't fight the water retention. Don't run a bunch of testosterone. Don't run a thousand milligram of testosterone and then throw a bunch of aromasin at it and think that that's going to solve the issue because most of the time it will not. It will help control your estrogen. It'll help control the water retention, but it's not going to give you your ultimate goal. So that's that's the way I would do it. But at the end of the day, like I said, some guys are able to recomp a testosterone beautifully. Yeah. And some guys aren't going to be able to. So everyone's going to react differently. Another thing too, Mobster, when you were 35, maybe you reacted a certain way. But yes. now at 45 and at 55 and at 65, you're going to react a separate way. So yeah. your body changes over time too. And, you know, and it has a lot to do with, you know, a lot of different factors that are going on in your body. It could be your diet 
is very ch- different than it was 10 years ago. Could be your weight training is very different. Could be your, your body matured, you matured mentally, you matured physically. So it's really important to be flexible. And if something isn't working, you need to stop. So what mom was saying about running the shorter ester with testosterone might be a really good idea. If you want to play around with it and do trial and error route, run the shorter ester. This way, if it's not working out during your recomp, you don't like the way you look after four or five weeks, you just stop using it. It'll be out of your system in a couple of weeks. So if you use propionate, testosterone propionate, it'd be out of your system in a couple of weeks. If you use a longer ester testosterone, it'll take five, six, seven weeks to be out of your system. You see, so you lose that flexibility. So that could be an option for you would be to run a shorter ester testosterone. So touch on that a little bit, mobster. And then we yeah, have, I have, I have one more. I definitely want to talk about when it comes to recomp. I've got two thoughts here, Steve. Funny enough, you just suggested one, which I think is really, really good. And something I almost certainly won't hear on any other places podcast, right? So Typically, when we're talking about cycles, including recomposition cycles, we kind of average uh, amongst all of you listening. So let's say, for example, Steve, that we get 10,000 listeners. The average age is between 18 and 25. That's people that go to the gym. It's a little bit older, and it should be when it comes to steroid use. Let's say, let's be generous. Let's be nice and say it's 25 to 35. What Steve said is 100% on point. And again, trust me. I would be very surprised if you hear this information elsewhere. Right. It's quite simple. Getting in shape when you're younger is a fucking load easier than when you're older. It really is. My metabolism's changed, and that's just normal as I've got older. I can't eat certain food now. I'm 58 just recently, and there's certain foods that I can't eat. My stomach goes, I, my mouth says I love it. My stomach goes, fuck you. It's just, I can't eat brown. I can't eat milk chocolate, Steve. I can't eat dark chocolate. I can only eat white chocolate, whereas I used to love the other stuff. The real deal, the real luxury stuff, can't touch it. My stomach goes, fuck you, and I'm in, I'm in the toilet. So there's, And that applies to other foods as well. Steve talks about sauces in diets and so on and so forth. So we, we talk about all things being equal. It is harder to get in shape when you're older. So one of my pieces of advice, Steve, because we've mentioned it and because we're the, probably the only podcast that says, even with Europharmacy, I would say if you're an older athlete, Give yourself more time to recomp, to get into shape than a younger athlete. And that's just to allow for the fact your metabolism, et cetera, doesn't work the way that it worked before. Something else, Steve, and it's only in regards to choices of testosterone again. And I, and I mentioned, mentioned it earlier that it doesn't, I don't care who makes a product in this situation. The higher the concentration, and I'm talking about the four and the five hundreds, the more likely you are, and it doesn't apply to everybody, but the more likely is that you will have problems to the point where I've seen guys choose a test 500, which Europharmacy do, for example, and then complain that they've had to dilute it. Well, that's kind of pointless, guys. You could have brought a 250. You could have brought a 300. That's the, those options are out there. We are telling you that if you use a 400 per milligram or a 500 per milligram form of testosterone, the, the chances are that it's not even the carrier oil, which can be amazing, and Europharmacy do great choices. It just sometimes the higher concentration, some guys don't like it. Some guys inject, it's gone in, no problems. They get hit the gym, they're fine. But other guys find that it's just painful. And it's not the oil, it's not the 
the alcohol. It's not what the testosterone has been suspended in. It's the testosterone in higher concentrations. Here's a fact of life as far as that stuff, guys. And I, I refer to the late Rich Piana for this because he was talking a lot of sense on this particular subject at the time. He said pharmaceutical companies that were treating medical conditions, and especially when they were doing what was we would think of as a higher dosages, like 200, 250, 300 milligrams of milk, they had tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of customers with feedback, et cetera, et cetera, to work from. And he says they ended up with what was, for the majority of people, the optimal amount per milligram. Now, us bodybuilders, us athletes, those used to looking to use performance-enhancing drugs, decided that we actually wanted, we didn't want to pin so much. So if you could put more testosterone in for us, the laboratory, uh, that would be awesome. So that I don't have to jab two, three times a week. I can only jab once or twice a week. And again, that makes a lot of sense. But then, as I said, you were starting to get 60, 70, 80% of the users saying, I get pain when I inject it. I've used, it's the same oil as before, but the product before was a lower dose and I had no pain whatsoever. Here I'm finding pain. And as I said, there's a scientific reason for that. But again, they're giving you the choice. And I also refer to my comment was before, if you've run tests, then you might have run 400, you might have run 500. And if for you it works, boom, there's your choice. Short or medium esters again. And as I said, I'll, I'll go back to my point from earlier. If you're an older athlete, if you're more mature, if you're 40, 45, 50, you won't be able to get into shape as quickly. You won't be able to recomposition as quickly as you did when you were in your 20s to, to, to mid 30s. So I think that's just facts of life, guys. And again, information you won't get anywhere else when it comes to that last piece. Back to you, Steve. So next steroid we're going to discuss is going to be one that I have a lot of respect for myself, and that's going to be Winstrol. So Winstrol is a really good option for a recomp because it will dry you out. And Winstrol is a strong DHT derivative. Now, unlike Anovar, Winstrol, you know, is is also the you know kind of the same thing. It's not going to aromatize an estrogen, but unlike Anovar, it's got a lot more side effects. So. Uh, when you run Winstrol, some of the side effects that you may notice is your head hair starts falling out. And you're going to notice things like your joints. Your joints feel a little achy. Now, I don't have joint issues. I've got smaller limbs. Uh, it's just my genetics. So I don't have to deal with the joint issues that many of you guys, mobster over there in Northern Europe, have to deal with because mm. you guys have long, lanky limbs. So <laughs> my joints don't take as much of a beating when I'm doing an exercise. So, but even in, in my case, when I took Winstrol, I would notice a couple weeks into it, maybe three weeks into it, when I would work out, it felt like I had a rubber band, you know, tied around my elbows and in my knees when I would train. So that's going to be your main issue when you want Winstrol that you'll notice when you train. So be, be aware of that. Uh, when it comes to Winstrol. Now, Euro Pharmacies has some, some good Winstrol options, Mops. So I'm looking at this. They've got three options. You want to go over them? Or do you want me to? Uh, you, you go for it, Steve. All right, I, let me I go for it. I'll let you jump in. I'll let you jump in. One more drug I want to look at. I want one more drug I want to look at momentarily. So I'll look at that one. You, you do the Winstrol. So the Winstrol, they've got three options in oral form here. They have... Really two options because they, they include it in, 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 a, in a cutting cycle. But the two options they have is they have the Stano Zolex 10 
which is 10 milligram per tab, 100 per pack. And they have the Stano Zolex 25 Winstrol, which is 25 milligram a tab, 50. So exactly the same setup as Anavar. I love how they keep things simple, Mobster. They keep their oral simple, simple and organized. So, so again, if you want to run Winstrol at 25 milligrams or 50 milligrams, somewhere in there, that would be the dosage. I personally prefer 25 milligrams. A lot of guys, most guys out there will go for 50. I've seen guys run more, 75, even 100. Okay, man, <laughs> I can't imagine running 100 milligrams of Winstrol. It is a very Ooh. harsh steroid, oral steroid. So I prefer 50 personally. So in this situation, you may want to consider swapping out the Anavar. And then swapping in the Winstrol if you wanted to, to do it that way. Because running two orals like this together that are 17 alpha alkylated, so they are liver toxic, comes with the risk of really overdoing your liver. So we don't want to do that. We want to keep our livers healthy, okay, long term. We don't want to be dropping that at 50 because we let our liver and our kidneys go to hell. So that's the options when it comes to that. And, uh, you know, the thing is with, with Winstrol is there are Winstrol out there that are, that are drinkable. So in this case, <clears throat> your pharmacies does have one that you can inject or you can drink and it comes at hundred milligram per milliliter. So that's another option that you could do when it comes to the Winstrol. So Winstrol is one of those that you can actually you know, actually drink. So that would be another option for you as well. But really, at, at the end of the day, I prefer the tablets. I think it's the best thing, you know, to use. And that would be the one of the things I would uh, recommend from uh, Euro Pharmacies is just go, going ahead and doing the tablets when it comes to both the Anavar and the Winstrol. So Mobster, you know, talk a little bit about that a little bit and get into your, uh, your compound. So I was actually thinking, Steve, that one of the possibilities that can sometimes go with the side effects that Steve's already mentioned, vis-a-vis -vis especially the, the dry joints, will also happen more when you're leaner. And, of course, a recomposition is all about getting lean and, as we said before, adding muscle. So, Steve, I think, again, it, it's dose-dependent. A fat guy can have it if his dosage is real high, and it wouldn't be a recomposition cycle anyway, versus being lean and getting leaner and then finding out that the leaner you get, the more likely you're gonna have dry joints. So there's, there's a tip for you guys. It's, if you aren't lean and you're using these dosages, then it's not a recomposition cycle, you're gonna get some side effects. But I suspect, Steve, as you get leaner, as you get drier, as you start to look, the recomposition starts to kick in and you start to look how you're supposed to look, then that potential for side effects, potential for dry joints, is that much worse? And I think it's even this thing like, for example, cutting as an example, when we talk about hair loss, Steve, and this is a quick, sometimes this has happens regardless of whether you guys are on cycle or not. But as an obvious example, when you take fat to an absolutely ridiculously low level, like no fat whatsoever in your diet, then you will notice dry hair, dry skin, and potentially hair loss. So it, those things are connected. We talked about in other podcasts, Steve, when we say about steroids or hormones and you have to be aware that hormones have an effect on your body we we don't realize as human beings just how hormonal we are so for example people think if i cut fat completely out of my diet the recomposition is going to be absolutely amazing and then realize that actually you need some fat in your diet now if my joints are drying out because i'm using a high dosage of windstroll 
then I'm going to want a little bit, for example, of some sort of fish oil, uh, nut oil, et cetera, et cetera, even if that's the only fat in there, purely simply because it's great for your skin, it's good for your joints, and you're on Winstrol. You made this choice, guys. So there's one. The other thing, Steve, is you mentioned your short limbs versus our, our European long limbs. you got two people in America. The, the reality, guys, and I'm joshing with Steve here, is Steve's a tree stump and I'm a tree. But that's just us. You're plenty of tall and short guys on both sides of the water. Right. Five, a choice for me, Steve, and we could swap this, win, your Winstrol for my Masteron. And EP does a great Masteron in Amphate, 200 milligrams, and a Masteron Propionate, 100 milligrams. Now, I've mentioned this a million times, guys. So for me, I, and I've been, as I said earlier on, perhaps if I was going to tweak something during the cycle, this is where Masteron for me would shine. Steve, if I had my eight weeks and we started out keeping the cycle fairly simple in terms of the pre-mode of art and the test with maybe Winstrol, then as I said, you could swap it for Masteron. And here's the reason why, guys. Masteron works best when you are lean and you're in your reaper composition, that's kind of the aim of the cycle. I want to look leaner. I want to look, I want my muscles popping. Now Masteron could come in there. Now it's not a cutting drug as such, and it's not even really a recomposition drug, although it kind of is a little bit, but it's one of those ones where, again, towards the end of a cycle, three, four weeks, I might introduce it in this situation because that hardening, the, the, the kind of showiness to the muscle it should be, if everything else is on point, if everything else you've done is exactly as it should be, if your nutrition, your recovery, and especially your training are on point, and you're doing okay with the rest of the drugs that we suggested, here's where Masteron might play a part towards the end. Now, Steve knows, and regular listeners will know, and especially those guys on the forums that, that read what I have to talk about these things, I'm not a big fan of what you call Kickstarters or finishers, and in a recomposition cycle, there's no real need for that. But as close as we're going to get to adding something towards the end, with a choice, Masteron might be if you are in shape, if you are, those muscles are starting to show, if the body fat is starting to fall away, if everything else is doing exactly what it's supposed to do, you've put the work in, here's where Masteron might have a chance, Steve, to, to do its magic. But guys, if it's one of those situations where you haven't put the work in, and the fat isn't dropping off. If you, Mastron's not going to make that much of a difference. You need to do the work. You need to have the nutrition on point. And you need to be training your frigging ass off in the gym. Do not think the drugs are going to do all the work. I don't care what the source is. So even a Mastron's not magically going to make you drop body fat if you haven't cut down in the diet. Uh, Winstrol is not magically going to have an effect if you haven't put the work in. You need to put the work in from day one and then let these things work. Like I said, Ellen, there's a certain synergy with these things, Steve. So when we talk about Primo, Vara, and Sesame EP, and we give you the numbers, we know that these things together with your nutrition, with your training, are great. And then we say, what are, are the other options? So for Steve, Winstrol is a potential option, and I agree with him 1,001%. I would go for the, uh, in, uh, the, the version, the liquid version that I could swallow. It saves me jabbing. And uh, uh, in the case of... Uh, Masteron, guys, again, how much time have you got? So I would look for the shorter ester over the longer ester. And again, that's because most recompositions are not long. You're not looking at 16 to 21 weeks, 24 weeks. Some cycles can be run for some guys. Like I don't like running long cycles. A long cycle for me, Steve, has been 16 weeks. 
And really, a longer cycle for me would be out towards the 12 weeks, 16 weeks I had to do for a competition. So for me, a, a, a recomposition cycle should be relatively short. So again, shorter resters over longer resters, but make sure that the work's been done to allow, in this case, the choice of Masteron to, to do its magic. It won't magically make you lean if you're not already lean. It's just going to make the muscles pop. And again, like Steve said earlier, way back in the beginning, it's all about looking good. In a hot climate, getting that shirt off and having everything, oh my God, what the fuck have you been doing? That's popping. That's the separation, the caps, the serratus, the, the abs are crisp. And this is the reason why. Because you've done everything else and you've played around with these two as options. Steve, for either one, I wouldn't be looking master on high dosages because I don't think a recomposition uh, cycle, like I talked about earlier on, should be massive amounts of drug. It, you don't need to be doing thousands of milligrams a week here, guys. You don't need to be doing a gram and a half, two grams total. That's just crazy for me. Uh, and and I, again, it would suggest to me that you are trying to get the drug to do the work that the diet should be doing and the training should be doing as well. It should all be working together. Remember that word I used earlier on, guys. Synergy. Everything working together to produce the end result, not over-relying on the drugs to get you lean and get you into shape through the work, through the nutrition, and then small amounts here. Steve, I, I probably wouldn't go much over a couple of hundred milligrams a week on the on the master. And what about you? Would you, if you, if you thought of this as a twist, what would you look at? Well, let's take a look first at what Europharmacies has. So Europharmacies, they've got two different master on options. Uh, you get the master on anethate, and you've got the master on propanate. So the propanate is a hundred milligram milliliter, and the anethate is two hundred milligram milliliter. So. The Masteron's case, look, if you if you want to just use it, just throw it in there to get some of the effects of the SHBG, sex hormone binding globulin, what makes the rest of the cycle work better. You can run a low amount, you know, 150, maybe 200 milligrams a week. But if you really want to get that polishing and that hardening, you really want to jump it to three, four, five, even 600 milligrams a week. I've run Masteron as high as 600 milligrams a week. It is an incredible hardener. I was so damn hard that I went and got a massage done, and she couldn't believe how hard my muscles were. And it was a pain in the ass to even sleep at night because my muscles were so hard. It's like sleeping on a bunch of rocks. So Masteron is a great, great hardener. So if you want to recomp and you want to get really, really hard muscles, you can add a Masteron to it. And Masteron will, will definitely help with that. Masteron being a straight DHT derivative, no water retention at all. And it's got low side effects. So it is. it just depends on uh, on how you want to use it. So we got to experiment through trial and error. But I think a, a dosage of three to 400 milligrams would be the average dose for, for most people. You know, and I don't think you need much more than five, 600 milligrams. I, I wouldn't go any higher unless you were you know, recomping ahead of a, a major show or something. And then in yes. that case, these guys are running a thousand or 1200 milligrams a week. So yeah, definitely buddy. Uh, so give us your final thoughts on, on recomping mobster. Give, give a couple final tips. So I'm going to give a couple tips and then I'll yeah. let you kind of give a couple tips and, and take us to the disclaimer. So my first step with recomping is learn about fasting and fasting is a great way to lose body fat while keeping your muscle because when you're in a fasted state your body is going to start using energy and it's not going to tap into your muscles for energy it's going to tap into your body fat so doing a stack like this and doing some different types of fasting whether it be 
fasting 20 hours a day and eating in a four-hour window, time-restricted eating, or whether it be fasting one or two days a week uh, for 24, 36 hours, or whether it be doing a three, four, five-day fast, even when you're on cycle. These are different ways that you can kind of turbocharge your fat burning. So when you're in a keto, keto, you know, keto state of that fast, when you're in that keto state, usually it takes a day or two to get there. What happens is every time you take a leak, you're pissing out those ketones out of your body. Those are basically your fat cells depleting themselves. So if you really want to recomp and you really want to go from 15, 16, 17% body fat to low teens, you got to implement that fasting. It's the absolute best way to do it versus just eating in a caloric deficit and being miserable because that's what's going to happen. You're going to be miserable on a caloric deficit and you're just going to be hungry all the time. But with fasting, you, you're not going to get hungry. <laughs> you know, after, you know, if it, once you get used to fasting, you just won't feel hungry. I, I'm fasting right now. I'm on my third day of fasting and I have zero appetite. So I'm deep into ketosis. So look, at the end of the day, you know, it's really important to learn about fasting, guys. A lot of people out there, they think, you know, they think this about fasting or that about fasting. They're just ignorant on the subject. So there's really good information out there on fasting. If you come on the forums, you can actually read some of the stuff that I've talked about. And uh, this is a really, really good way to uh, to cut down body fat while keeping your muscle. And uh, that's what recomping is all about. So I, it's the most efficient way to diet is learning these different fasting protocols. And whether you're a big time bodybuilder, you're Mr. Olympia champion who fasts, you know, two time Mr. Olympia champion, big Rami, he fasts, you know, oh, yeah. or whether you're a normal Joe, it's been in our DNA for 2.5 million years to do some, some types of fasting. That's just how it is. I mean, we're, you know, that's just, that's just how our bodies are set up. So you definitely want to use it as a weapon. So that's my advice. When it comes to uh, recomping, mobster. So, what's your advice on recomping? And then take us in a disclaimer, buddy. Right. So, number one, guys, don't get too far out of shape. Seriously, uh, recomposition works best when you are a little bit out of shape, like we talked about before, Steve. I'll say it again: don't be 30, 40 pounds out of shape. Be 10, 5, 10, 15 pounds out of shape. If you are a little bit more than that, say 20 pounds, then fast and 100%, Steve, do that. And I will say, survival of the species. If we didn't, if we didn't have it in us to go for a few days without food, and start to work on the fat stores, then the human race and us, we wouldn't be having this podcast right now. So, guys, it 100 works in that situation. But yeah, do not get too far out of shape to begin with. Then doing a recomp, so to speak, is that much easier to do. We have occasionally come across members on the forum who are well out of shape, and a recomposition is not going to work they might improve their look they might lose some fat they might add some muscle but they're not going to get the end result that they wanted versus someone that's already kind of in shape and then does the recomposition cycle that we talked about so it's obvious do not be out of shape to begin with a little bit is fine massively forget it do something else something else steve as well and we've talked about this before i would probably choose a lower intensity cardio it's just a simple choice for me over a high-intensity cardio in this situation. Now, if I was massively overweight, then I want to really stimulate my metabolism, whereas I'm a little bit out of shape and I'm doing a recomposition, low-intensity type cardio makes a lot more sense to me, Steve. You're less likely, in my opinion, to lose muscle, which we want to retain. In fact, we even want to build it up a little bit in, in this situation. But you are going to stimulate metabolism. 
and combined with a diet and the rest of your training you do, you should see a stimulus to your metabolism anyway, which will thermogenically help you lose weight. In other words, as Steve knows, you become more efficient at burning fat. And that should happen again, because again, you're not massively out of shape. So your condition should be quite good. Your muscles should be ready to go, even if you've only lost a few pounds to get that regain of the muscle and maybe one or two pounds of new tissue. And the fat loss should be that much easier. So those things. Again, I will reiterate, guys, you need to use, uh, my final thoughts, if you like, a trusted source. And Europharmacies is a trusted source. We, I've used their products personally. I believe Steve has as well. We know multiple tens, if not hundreds of users on the forums that have definitely used their product, and they've been around a long time. There's a reason for that. If they were, weren't legit, they'd have gone out of business. If they're legit, they're in business, and they've been in business for a real, real, real long time. And as I said, the last bit of advice that I gave you earlier on, guys, any issues, whether it's with making a choice, whether it's with sourcing this product over that product, if something, because it's been in a sale, has gone out of stock, hit their customer services. One one final bit of advice while he's still around, because who knows how many years this podcast is going to be around. But right now on the forum, the star of Europharmacies, I would say would be Vision. And in terms of him being able to help you, if you can't get, if you're having problems with the site or customer services haven't got back to you, he's 100% the guy to hit up. Uh, representing the company, representing EP uh, for information and so on and so forth. So there you go, guys. Recomposition 101, hardcore. Please note, we are not doctors and the opinions are ours and ours alone. It is our view and based on our experience and views on the topic, a podcast of informational purposes and entertainment only, the freedom of speech and the first amendment.